Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new thing that I'm going to be trying out here, at least for the foreseeable future, which is movie reviews. Um, if you're familiar with our channel at all, a lot of times I have Kim with me. She will be in some of these. Some of them will just be me. I do watch a lot more, so I'm just kind of sitting here at my place next to my little cute little altar thing. I thought it kind of went with like the spooky vibe. Um, but today's video won't be a movie review specifically, but it'll be my top 10 list of 2022. Um, I saw quite a few movies. Now, I didn't see all of them. Um, one thing that you will, I'm going to just say it up front, will be noticeably missing from the list for some people will be Terrifier 2. I just didn't really have too much interest in the movie. Originally, I kind of did, but the length of it and the things I heard, I'm not the biggest fan of just monotonously slasher-killing movies. Um, I might get around to watching it eventually, but it is not. It wasn't on, like, my radar that much like it was a lot of other people's. Um, so, yes, I'm going to be talking about my top ten list. And, again, I didn't see all of them, so I am very curious to know in the comments below what you think, besides Starfire 2. Well, you can let me know if you like that one or not, but what you think is missing from the list and kind of, like, if you agree with my opinion or not. And then going forward, I do plan on doing reviews um, of newer movies that out. I might also be reviewing things that are, like, hidden gems that have been out for a while. There's not really a use for me to go back and review things that people have seen a million times again unless something I'm really passionate about, like some of my favorite movies I might do. But new releases and other lists maybe like of things you can find that are a little bit more hidden gemmy on like things like Netflix, Amazon Prime, and that kind of thing. Um, that being said, I do have a couple honorable mentions, which I do want to go over first before I get into the list of top 10. So one of them that I, I did for the most part enjoy this movie, but there's a lot of things that really disappointed me about it. And that is Jordan Peele's Nope. I really did like Get Out. I know a lot of people for some reason think that movie's overrated. I thought it was really good. Um, maybe a little overrated because people think it's like the second coming. But I think it was a really good movie though. And this isn't going to have spoilers. I might talk a little bit about the movie. I'm going to talk a little bit about the movies, but I'm not going to like talk about anything major. But Nope really kind of disappointed me. I thought it was really tense for a while, but when it's kind of revealed what's actually going on, I just thought that it kind of fell flat. Um, I like some of the meanings the movie had, but like overall, it's just a horror experience. It just kind of left me wanting a lot more. I mean, the movie's beautifully acted, beautifully shot. It has a lot of good things going for it. I know some people really liked it, but for me... It was set up as one thing, which I don't see enough of, but that's not what it was about. And for me, it just really disappointed me a lot. Not a terrible movie, but it just kind of disappointed me. I just kind of have them wrote down on paper here. Um, another one was VHS 99. Good for found footage. Didn't like it as much as, I think it was 84, whatever the one that was last year that came out. That one is a lot better. 99, I still think you should watch it if you like VHS and like found footage. Still good found footage. Um, we are all going to the World's Fair. This is the most recent one I've watched, um, and I heard a lot of good things about it, like as far as critic reviews. I thought it was pretty boring for the most part. Um, it had kind of a cool atmosphere, but it was like lowest of low budgets, but just nothing really happened in that movie, so I wasn't a big fan of that. Um, and then Resurrection has Rebecca Hall in it. I really liked her um, in I think it was 2021's um, The Night House. That movie's fantastic. This movie was decent, a little bit samey for things I've seen before, but it was a good thriller. Also, I'll be some of the things that I might be talking about are more thrillers and horror. I think for the most part, everything on this list is more horror than thriller, but I also may be doing reviews of things that are more traditionally thriller. I feel like those two categories go kind of hand in hand. But that's all my honorable mentions. Now I'm just going to get into the top 10. So my number 10 was actually um, 
I believe I believe it came out this year. For all the lists I was looking at, it's, you know, it was this year. At least that's when like we got like a release release. I think it was early. Um, was Hellbender. So this, um, and I didn't write down all the different streaming services you can find them on, but Hellbender was, I think, a really good movie. Um, it was very low budget, and there's a lot of practical effects, and it took a while for me to kind of get into it because just the way it's shot and stuff does feel low budget. But <clears throat> basically, if you haven't heard of the movie, it's a mother-daughter relationship, and the daughter kind of finds out that she might have powers of some sort that the mother's hid from her. And obviously, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of symbolism there of like raising a child and that kind of stuff. Of course, they use like the horror slash magical route, um, but kind of like how our children overtake us and that kind of thing and how they learn from us and how we prevent try and prevent them from becoming us and they still become us in the end. All of those kind of themes are very strong in this one. And I really like the performances for the most part. Very limited cast, very low budget, but I actually really like some of the practical effects in this. Um, if you are a fan of those type of like almost like think of like stop motion type of like practical effects, that's actually in there a little bit. Something you would see like in an 80s horror movie, um, that's in this. So if you kind of want to harken back to those days, I, I would give this one a try. Um, it was very enjoyable, but again, it's my number 10. It's not my most favorite, but I liked it. Number nine, now this was another movie that was <clears throat> very polarizing, is Men, which is directed by Alex Garland. And I didn't write the directors for all of these. I don't know the directors of all of them off the top of my head, but this one, he has also directed things like Ex Machina, Devs on Hulu. So he's done other things. Um, I really like this movie. It is trippy and it is weird. Um, <laughs> how to describe what this movie is about if you're unaware, it's kind of hard. But I mean, the basis is that a woman goes, she basically goes on a retreat by herself. She rents like this giant house just for hers and like an Airbnb, I think it is. Um, because her and her husband just had a really bad, or I think it was her fiance, one of the two, um, just had a really bad breakup. And you kind of get to see what happened to him um through that and it, it does kind of go on women or people's perspective of men and kind of like somewhat the kind of bias and cruelty there that there can be but they do this really weird thing where um there's only really one well there's more than one guy actor but it's like one main guy actor in the movie and his face <clears throat> is on all of the actors but slightly altered like um, at one point, he's a kid, and it, if you watch What We Do in the Shadows, it gave me, like, hardcore, like, Colin Robinson vibes from the newest season. Um, a lot of uncanny stuff, but then there's the last, I'd say, 10 minutes of the film that just go full-on horror, ape shit crazy, and I mean, like, it was intense, because the movie isn't really gory or anything until these last 10 minutes, and it gets messed up, like... It might even be the last 15 minutes or something, but the whole end of this movie is just a trip. And I recommend watching it for that and showing it to people just for the shock factor alone. This movie is a little bit more artsy, so it's not going to be up everyone's alley. But if you're wanting something unique, I would definitely give it a try. I know it's you know streaming on a few different things. You can at least purchase all the things I want to talk about on Amazon Prime if it's not free on another streaming platform. Um, let's see. Number eight was Smile. Now, this, of course, was a big theatrical release, unlike the last two that I talked about. Um, this one surprised me. I thought for sure it was going to be bad. I think a lot of people did. Um, the trailers, I mean, it's like, okay, this looks pretty generic. But actually, um, it, it turned out to be a pretty good and effective horror movie. Um, the sound design, the acting, the editing, all of that was done really well. Um, there's a really cool creature that you get to see in the movie just a cool concept and the movie is just really creepy um so i mean is it a popcorn flick absolutely but it's a really well done popcorn flick 
And you mean, that's what the general public really likes. So probably a smile too, because I believe this did really well. They also had a really great marketing campaign where they would just have like people just smiling in like football games, like as creepy as they could. Um, it, it was kind of an interesting way to advertise it. We saw this a bit with Megan, which is a 2023 film. Haven't seen it yet, but they did kind of the same thing where they had a lot of like the, the robots dancing. But no, this movie's really good. Um, if you passed it up because you thought, oh, well, this is just a popcorn flick. This isn't really going to be very good. It actually is a very decent movie. Um, so if you like those type of things, like say like your Insidious is your The Conjuring is those kind of like more mainstream by the numbers horror films, I think this one would be right up your alley because it is made really well. Um, so next up is a, another more lesser known of film called Deadstream. So this is also a found footage movie. Um, I don't remember the name of the director, but he's also the one that like stars in it. He also had probably the best, in my opinion, short of VHS 99. Um, and, he st and he stars in it as well as the girl that's in the film. Um, basically, it's a YouTuber who's kind of a piece of crap and does one of those apology videos and all of that stuff. And he wants to go stay in a haunted building in the middle of the woods. Um, it's like a challenge, you know, and he's doing it as a live stream. That's the name Deadstream. And, well, all hell kind of ends up breaking loose. The, the best thing I can describe this as is... Um, if the original Evil Dead's, the one that were kind of funny and didn't take themselves seriously, was found footage. Um, it doesn't start off as super funny, but it, it does get pretty funny, but also manages to be creepy and has really cool practical effects. And I think pretty much everything in this, for the most part, was practical effects. Um, and again, love found footage. I wish we got more of it. That's kind of my weakness. I'll watch most found footage, even if I know it's going to be bad, just because I like that genre. I like the realism that it gives. And this was a very interesting take. And it didn't feel like anything I've seen before, at least once it gets going. Because at first, you're like, okay, it, it kind of gives um, uh, Gojima Haunted Asylum vibes because of the fact that it's like following like a guy and he's like POV and live streaming it because that's what Gojima does. But this... Um, goes in its own direction entirely because um, that one's a very serious kind of movie that a lot of people consider extremely scary. I thought it was okay, Gojima, but this was both creepy and funny and the main character, you kind of love to hate him um, and it works really well for this. So if you're looking for a good found footage that also is kind of comedy horror, but not like straight up comedy, this one's definitely up your alley. Now this one I do know is on Shudder. I don't know if you can get it other places, maybe on Amazon, but Shudder if you have that subscription, which I recommend if you're a horror fan, if you're watching this, you probably are, get a Shudder subscription. Next on the list is another popular one that came out a little bit earlier in 2022, which is The Black Phone. Um, and this one, of course, has Ethan Hawke as what they call the grabber. Now this one was a really cool one. Um, this is a little bit more thriller than horror. It does kind of feel, the only complaint I have about this movie is the horror feels a little almost like ejected in to make it more classify as a horror so it could be marketed that way. Because um, there are like jump scares and stuff with like like these ghost kids and that. But it's mainly a kid gets kidnapped by this awful person um, who's super creepy and has to escape being kidnapped. Um, it's based off of Stephen King's son's book, I think of the same name. And it was really good. Um, also, fun fact for this movie is they, they did a Halloween Horror Nights house. They had a double feature, um, and this was the one the part of the double feature. And it was one of the scariest houses at Halloween Horror Nights because it was so black. Um, so it was cool to see that movie and go to the house of the same year. So that was really cool and a lot of fun. Um, but you know, this movie's just really good. Lots of suspense. Uh, very iconic character, The Grabber is. I mean, because if you watch our channel, though, you know, we also do lots of haunted house reviews, like fake haunted houses. We also, um, you know, do a lot of ghost hunts. So make sure you are part of the channel. If you like all things spooky, make sure you're liking and subscribing and all that stuff. Good time to interject that, I guess. But um, yes, Black Phone, really good. 
Grabber, super iconic character, and really good kid actors as well. Not always the biggest fan of kid actors, but the main character's great, and then the girl that plays her, um, his sister, also just phenomenal um, actress. I, I love it when they are able to depict kids feeling like real kids, which, you know, not a lot of movies get that right, but they definitely get that right here. So if you haven't seen this one yet, I know it's been really popular. You definitely should check it out. Number five, um, and there might be one that's related to it a little bit further in the list, um, is Pearl. So this was a surprise for me a lot, actually. So X came out earlier in the year, and at the end of X, there's basically a preview for Pearl, which is the prequel about the kind of crazy killer old lady from X. And it's like, what? Um, it's And I actually just recently got to watch Pearl. Because X I saw in theaters. Pearl I did not. I watched it on VOD. Um, and man, it it's way more character study thriller than this one is horror. Like X is horror. This is still technically horror, I'd say, because of the some scenes in it. But it's way more character study. And it's creepy. And Mia Goth gives... A crazy performance. Everyone talks about her like, I don't know, it's like a 10 to 20 minute monologue at the end. I think it's like 10 minutes long monologue towards the end of the film. Um, and it's just like a one take. Um, there's so many things about this film. Like watching it, I'm like, I liked it. But this is one of those ones where the more I think about it, the more I'm like, man, I, I, I really like that. That was, that was good. That was good stuff. Like it's a simple movie. It's a real simple movie. It's very straightforward. It's like this is his character, and this is kind of a downfall. It does it definitely gives me Joker vibes, um, the one with Joaquin Phoenix in it. I can, if you like that movie, I think you would. This would be right up your alley. Um, but so different from X because it's also set in the, the 50s. Lots of weirdly Wizard of Oz vibes. I know that's been brought up a lot, but ton of that. You, you really get Wizard of Oz vibes from this movie. Even like its color palette, it is like um, Technicolor. Like it's it's pops. It's so saturated. Um, it's so stylized and the music and just everything in this movie is just really good, but it all goes around Mia Goth's crazy, creepy performance. Um, and one movie I definitely want to watch when I can, I'm trying to find it in a theater near me, is Infinity Pool, which is Brandon Cronenberg's, David Cronenberg's son's new film, um, that is out now and Mia Goth stars in that and I guess she gives an insane performance. People are saying it's even better than the one in Pearl. Um, and it has, um, Alexander Skarsgård, I think is his name, the guy, you know, Eric Northman bloody Eric Northman, um, has him in it. So I'm really excited to see that because if she can give this performance in Pearl and people are saying it's just as manic and crazy in Infinity Pool, um, I'm curious to see it. Um, so yeah, watch out for that review. It should be coming hopefully in the next couple weeks. That might be the first full film review I have on the channel. Um, it's the first main one I'm interested of 2023 because I haven't got to see Megan yet and I think it's a little past time to probably do a review for that, but I hear that one is good. All right, moving right along to number four. This one's another bit more of a little indie film, um, also on Shutter called A Wounded Fawn. This movie is quite wild. This one's another one that's a little bit hard to describe, but the synopsis I would give it is There's a woman that's in the art field. She is like a, um, I think she owns an art, she works in an art exhibit. She works in an art exhibit. And there's a guy who is, you find out real early on in the movie, that he's a serial killer. And he takes her to his cabin in the woods to do serial killer things. Um, but yet, some things do not go as he plans. And it turns into a psychological trip. Um, there's lots of Greek mythology references in it. Um, actually, the entire movie is basically based around certain parts of Greek mythology. Um, there's lots of good gore. There's some cool creature-type stuff in it. Lots of suspense. Um, it's also funny 
at times. Like it's it's a wild movie. It, it does a lot of tonal shifts. Um, the music was really good. This one, like I said, obviously it is my number four spot. I highly recommend this one. It's not one that a lot of people have seen. And just another reason that Shutter continues to be a good value. I think it's like $7 a month, not a sponsor. Maybe one day if this, if, if, if you guys like reviews and you like and subscribe, maybe I'll get a sponsor one day for, for it um, and doing these lists and stuff. But I really think that this one is a checkout and it is a reason to at least try out Shutter for, um, for this and Deadstream. And there's a lot of other things on there. Um, number three. Another one that was pretty big is Barbarian. It's amazing how many, like, I can't remember the last time a year had so many good, like, theater horror movies. There's a lot of horror movies that come out every year that are good that people just never hear of, that don't really make big releases. But, like, this year we had a lot. And Barbarian was another one, kind of like Smile, that when I saw the, the trailers, I'm like, oh, okay. A girl goes to an Airbnb that's already booked and creepy guy ends up doing creepy things to the poor girl. Easy. No, that is that is not what this movie is. Um, also, of course, stars um, Justin Long, who is just fantastic in this movie, and um, Bill Skarsgård. Love Skarsgård. Good family. A lot of good actors in that family. Um, and he's really good in it. And the movie really keeps you guessing. Um, now, if you haven't seen it yet, um, I'd recommend going in completely blind. This movie does have a really cool. I guess I don't even know if you want to call it a twist, but a huge tonal shift in the movie. Um, and the trailers did a great job. Like, I hate most trailers because they give away all the scares. Like, for example, The Conjuring, the first one, one of my favorite, like, horror movie theater experiences, like that particular, that trailer ruined so many good scares. This one, it's actually better to watch the trailer for because you think it's one thing and then you go into it and then it is that thing for a while and then you're like, oh, now it's this thing. That's really cool and they really... They really took a chance with it. And for a big, fairly big budget, like, you know, wide release theater thing, like, this this was good. This was really good. Um, it's it's funny it, while being scary simultaneously, which is really hard to do. They do it well. Uh, performances are great. Set design's great. Like, everything about this movie just really hits. Um, if you haven't for some reason seen this yet, you really should go watch this. All right, and now we are in the top two. So... Number two is kind of what you probably thought when I mentioned it earlier, which is X. Um, so if you haven't seen X, um, it's Ty, it's Ty West's film. It's the sequel to Pearl, which came out before Pearl. So they came out like months apart from each other. It's crazy because I guess he filmed all three. There's a third one coming out this year if you get the release date. But that one's called Maxine, which is the main character of X. I guess, yeah, Mia Goth. I guess it's kind of the main character. Um and man, there is, I didn't realize, but there's kind of like a weird, I mean, it's not a twist, but it's a real reveal. Well, not even a reveal. I don't, it, it depends on if you notice it or not. Although now that Pearl's out, if you know Pearl and you kind of understand what's going on in that movie, you're going to, if you go into X, you'll kind of know what's going on here. If you don't, I guess just don't look at any of that. But um, great slasher movie. Um, you know, they're going there to make a porn. Um you know, that, that's what they're there to do. Um, that's why it's called X. Um, but it's like, you know, 70s, I think, is when this is. I don't remember the year that it, this one's supposed to be. I think it's 70s. Very Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibes, though. And they go to this old people's um, farm, and they rent out uh, their, like, farmhouse. And they think they're just staying there, and they end up, you know, they're doing it to make a barn. And, um, yeah, that's what, they're, that's what they're there to do. And then murder starts happening. 
and murder. That's, you know, a good combination for a horror movie. So, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's weird. It's so very self-aware that it is kind of doing the, the tropes of, like, teens having sex and then being murdered. They're not really teens, but, you know, it, it's kind of that. Um, you know, this movie is very, very hard R. <laughs> um, it's a very hard, like, R-rated movie. There is, like, a lot of gore. There's a lot of, like, nudity and, and stuff like that. But, like, the way it just does it just felt very fresh. Like, it's a slasher that still has a meaning and like the more you think about it it seems very base level and that's what i love about this movie is so many of these like art films and most of other ty west's films that he's made which i love some of his films i'd like to talk about them i might make another video about ty west films because i think he's a fantastic director for the most part um they're a little artsy a little fartsy and it's hard for people to get into them but with x i really feel like it did a great job of being just artsy enough but being mainly just and i'll use that term again a popcorn horror movie theater viewing experience because at the end of the day you are going there you're getting the gore you're getting you know people being slashed up you know you're getting that creepy factor all of that but then once you start to realize especially how Mia's goth's character and the characters that she plays and you start to understand oh wow this movie actually has a pretty crazy message to it you don't really have to think about that to enjoy it, though, which is what I love. So people that don't like thinking about films, they just want to go have a good time at popcorn. They can watch it and be totally satisfied. The ending makes sense, all of that. For people that like a little bit more in the movies who might like things are a little more ambiguous and stuff like that, there's this whole other side of the movie that can really be explored and delved deep into. And that's a very difficult thing. Um, that actually leads me into my number one pick really well with that actually statement because nothing holds more true. And this has been – I haven't seen a movie this good – this fun in a long time that is also uh, that way that is so appealing to so many people but also has so many meanings and can really just make you think about it for a long time and that is the menu now this movie is more thriller than horror but there's definitely horror elements um this movie is just i i love this movie so much and i can't wait to show more people it um because me and kim did go see this movie um and just wow um, Ray Fiennes' performance um, is it, it, just so good. You know, as the head chef, and sorry if you don't know what the menu is about. Basically, some people go to a like foo-foo food experience island where it's like the most expensive, expensive. Only elite of elite go to this island, and it's like a I forget how many courses, like ten courses or something like that. One of those like one of those experiences where you pay like a couple thousand dollars a person, and you go and you be wined and dined with crazy things you've never tasted before. Um, so they go there and like through – and this is another one that I think the the preview show didn't show too much because like I really kind of was like, OK, you, you know it's a horror movie so you know something's going wrong. It's like are they cannibals? Like what's going on here? But what's really going on was a lot more simple and just ended up kind of making sense and there's so many weird, cool, unique ideas. And this movie is so self-aware and so low-key funny like – and it doesn't hold back. Like there's one point in the movie, the, the first time that something truly disturbing happens, truly disturbing happens. And the movie has this fun thing that it does, kind of like a Food Network show where when they have the dish down in like I think the bottom left or bottom right of the screen, it sh tells you what's in the dish and like what the course is called. Well, like this really awful thing happens and then like a minute later, if that, there's like a title card. And it is so just unapologetically just like satirical Um and just the way that it does this kind of thing um, and the way the movie ends is also, in my per in my opinion, just perfection. Um, 
it's I think the ending of this movie satisfies both sides of the group. People that wanted it to go one way and people wanted it to go another way. Um, performances are just um, great uh, across the bo- board. Anna Taylor Joy is great in it. Um, Nicholas Holt is just a, he's hating. I, I hate him so much. Ray Fiennes is amazing. Like, yeah, he is like the bad guy, but at the same time, like by the end of it, you're just kind of like, but is he right though? Like, is he right in his thought process? And you know, when you watch the movie, you'll know that. Um, but yeah, all 10 of these movies I've talked about are absolutely phenomenal. If you can only watch one, I obviously, I do recommend the menu. I think that this is a great movie to have at a party as well. Because people can all have fun with it, right? It, it's really fun. It's really funny. But also, like, after it's done and you kind of think about the events of it and you think of everything happens, you're like, wow, though. Like, this is actually a really well done, pretty on the nose um, social commentary. It's a satire about certain types of people, lots of types of people, actually. It's not just targeted to, like, one specific type. It might seem that way when you think about it at first. But when you really look at what's going on here, like, because his entire purpose was selecting certain groups of people. Um, so yeah, but yeah, that is my list again, like, and subscribe pretty please. Let me know if you like to continue to hear this content. I'll probably also be uploading this to the creeps, creatures and haunts podcast thing. And I'll probably continue to do that because we haven't really been making content specifically for that. So I think the podcast might slightly change into horror movie reviews. And again, this channel will be, well, not this, this series will be solely, dedicated to thriller slash horror reviews i don't plan on like really reviewing anything else um you know and let me know what kind of content you would like in the future for this kind of thing is there a particular movie you would like to see me review would like me to you know me to watch and review is there a particular like um list that you would like me to make like oh what's like the best horror movies on amazon whatever you want like that kind of thing i would definitely make that long as it's again horror slash thriller related um, hopefully you enjoyed this. Also, we have a Patreon. We would appreciate it so much if you would just go over that Patreon and become a patron. We have different tiers and help support us. And there's like other fun things. Also, we do have um, Haunted Adventures planned. So we have one we will be filming. This should be up before that. So yeah, you'll you'll see that. We will be returning to Madison Seminary. And we'll be also doing a podcast and stuff about that. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in that kind of thing, stay tuned because we do have a lot of different ghost hunts planned this year. Places we haven't been to as well. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for watching and I will see you in the next one.